Welcome, everybody. It's another edition of the Sports Soul. I'm your host, Luke. With me, as always, XFL Jim. We are hey. minus. We are minus one, Maddie Goldberg. No Maddie this week, everybody. No hey. Maddie. Let me tell you, brother. There's no Maddie this week. What a week! What a week to miss, though, Maddie. What a week. <laughs> it's, there's a lot that happened, especially in the last couple days. It's been like a little bit packed week. A little bit. Yeah. So I'm uh, obviously uh, a, lot, a lot's been going on in the past 24 hours. Uh, no, most notably, uh, the injury of DeMar Hamlin yesterday. He... Last I heard, he was stable in critical condition at the hospital. Yeah. And I mean, that's at least good because he's alive. I don't. We don't really know anything beyond that. Also good that there was like an ambulance on site already, like like in the state, because I think there was an issue at the, one of the concession stands. OK, so they had like the ambulance and personnel in stadium, like ready to go. Is there not normally an ambulance? I know there's like usually there's a paramedic team that's like on standby. OK, yeah. But what happened at the concession stand? I don't know. Someone just like passed out or something. Oh, Jesus. What and it, like from what it all sounded like, he got CPR right away. Right, so that'll Which keep is good. your uh, oxygen moving in you. And uh, yeah, I guess CPR is different than what it used to be. They don't do the mouth-to-mouth anymore. No, they've kind of, like, if you have multiple people, when I got I got CPR certified at, at work. I did too a long time ago, though, but I, th- I feel like mine's even different than... They said the chest compressions are the most single important right. thing. Focus on that. If you have multiple people, you could have one person doing uh, breaths every once in a while if need be. Yeah. Okay. Cause I'm like, yeah. Do you think, yeah, I don't know. Not to joke in this, but yeah. And now I'm beginning to think CPR was just made up from some perv. It might've been the day. And then, well, the Heimlich definitely was Heimlich CPR. Yeah. Later on in the Heimlich will just be like a tap on the shoulder or something, you know, not a full pelvic thrust. It was like a really, again, not to like make light of anything. It was a really like shitty, I'll call it an exclamation point. It was like the shittiest exclamation point in what was otherwise a very good weekend of football. Yeah, now, did you watch it live? Yeah, I caught, I, I was watching Monday night. Usually I don't watch Monday night football because it's my editing day. So I okay. just get everything. Yeah. I'm focused on work and everything. Right. Um, but I was watching this one and then I was watching it with my folks and I saw it. And I was like, holy shit. Yeah. I feel like I've seen stuff like that before where a player will stand up and just collapse. And well, you saw it, it you saw it with uh, yeah. Tua this year. Yeah. With his, with his uh, was that his first concussion or his second? I think that was his first one. And then I think the second one was the gang signs one. Yes. The second um, one was the one where he went like rigid. Yeah. No, I was, uh, I was um, hanging out with my wife and then I just, I'm like, I'm like, okay, let me finish my vacation with watching some more football. And so I went in there to watch and they were already on the break for the uh, injury. And it was like, what the fuck is going on here? And then I'm like, holy shit. I was just waiting for news like that. Like, they're just going to call it. This guy's this guy's passed away or something. Yeah, we're just waiting for that the entire I would. I don't know. Kudos to every like ESPN personnel that was there having to deal with that. Yeah, I would have just been like, no, I'm I'm done. I'm going to go home. Right, like I don't, I, I don't know. I wonder if that's why Maddie's out. He just, uh, just wasn't feeling. But like, how do you? I wouldn't blame him. But how do you like uh, commentate over that? You can't. You can't. And it's like I, I was talking to you before the show. Like I, 
I, I, I'm like old school. I listen to sports talk radio in my car, you know, and I was listening last night, this morning, today, when I was driving around doing various errands. And it's just like these people. Okay. It's one thing if you're like ESPN, right. And you got like an hour slot. Well, also like them during the game was like, that's all you got. Right. Like, but at least they've got, you know, and then you got commercial breaks and stuff, but like, yeah, these people on talk radio, that's all they're they're talking about right now, you know, needless to say, not to blame them, but it's uh, it's kind of like, I feel they're getting, uh, they don't just don't know what to do. It's astonishing. I'm surprised they don't just find some alternate programming or something for a little while. That's uh, what everyone was saying last night is like, why doesn't ESPN owns the rights? Why don't they just like replay the Rose Bowl or why don't they just replay one of the playoff games? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> just um, throw it on there. Just like the Ohio State Georgia one, not the uh, Michigan TC. Yeah, don't know. Nobody no, wants don't, to see that. No, we'll get to that one later, I'm sure. <laughs> but, but yeah, like, so we, uh, you know, our thoughts and prayers are, are like everybody else with the family. And uh, do you see his uh, his toy drive raised like four million dollars in a I day? Mean, that's what just like that's what like kind of broke me last night is when I'm scrolling and you see this guy that's like you know, much more than just a player as these guys are, but they, it doesn't get focused on all the time, but this guy's clearly a good guy. And you see, he's a sixth round pick. So he's obviously had to fight very hard to, to get his position with one of the best defenses uh, in the league, you know? And so this guy's story is what makes it even, even harder. It's, to deal with. Um, it's fucked up that times like this is what kind of like humanizes these players a little bit to a lot of people. Yeah, it really is. It really is. And it's been a, it, it almost feels like this weird manifestation of the whole past few years with uh, the NFL and uh, all the concussion thing, you, you know, all the sort of all the player safety allegations. And yeah, all all the play, yep. yeah. All of that sort of, and then now it's just, this happens, which is apparently the ultimate of freakish accidents where he was hit at this perfect angle at just this precise time during your, your heartbeat. Um, is what they're describing it. Um, That's what they're thinking it is, I think. Yeah, I mean, not, we still, I don't think we have anything official other than that his di- heart did stop. It's just a matter of determining everything else around it. But yeah, it's uh, it's really fucked up. It's terrible. And uh, uh, we acknowledge and are uh, keeping uh, this young man and his family in our thoughts and prayers. But uh, a lot of you won't be listening. It'll be a couple days later by the time you're listening to this. So we are going, and uh, there's plenty of other chatter about it with much more informed people than we are. Yeah. Don't uh, take, don't, don't take us as the news. <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> God, going to have to go re-edit everything now. Anyways, I think we can uh, touch on some other things though, that happened over the weekend. Um, we're going to switch gears and talk about, uh, the college football playoffs. Baby. Before we get, before we get to the playoffs, can I just acknowledge this is like maybe the best bowl season that I remember in a while, just in general mm-hmm. of bowls being very entertaining for the most part. Of course, there was like I'd say there was about five or six boring blowout, terrible games, but yeah. for the most part, the bowls were really good, especially like the leading up, like the New Year's Six bowls, like all the big ones. Mm-hmm. Aside from the Sugar Bowl with Kansas State and Alabama, every game was a banger. Yeah, no, we were uh, we were hashtag blessed uh, in this in this year. Um, I, I what was your favorite non uh, playoff bowl? Sicko and me wants to say the Iowa Kentucky game because mm-hmm. 
Iowa wins it 21 nothing with one offensive touchdown. <laughs> and I believe there was like less than 200 yards of offense between both teams. And the fun stat of that of Iowa's season now is that they have as many defensive touchdowns as passing touchdowns. And their leading uh, DB has as many touchdown receptions as their leading receiver. That's amazing. That's <laughs> fucking nuts. The sicko in me says that, but the, the like the the real person in me, it might be. I'd have to go through all the bowl games, but like starting off that the Bahamas Bowl, honestly, with Miami of Ohio. Oh, uh, I, I don't even remember that. It feels like so far. I, I mean, it was the beginning of December. <laughs> yeah. So you had uh, Miami of Ohio versus who they play. Let me see who they played. UAB, and it comes down to a literal last-second goal line stop for UAB to win it. Wow. That is, uh, yeah, I mean, I admire your dedication to some of these games. I don't know if I'm tuning in. I didn't watch every game. I bet on every game. I did not watch (laughs) every game. I did not get to watch every game, but I did bet on everyone. Uh Um, I'm sorry, the Citrus Bowl was also friggin' blowout. So if you just go through them all, I'm gonna go, I'll explore through it real quick. Okay. Yeah, that one's a banger. Bahamas Bowl. No, no, no. <laughs> uh, I always like seeing SEC get stomped, so Oregon State 30, Florida 3 in the Las right. Vegas Bowl is always fun. Florida, one of those situations, I think they had like 12 players not playing. Oh, some God. for um, some alleged diddling, I believe. Diddling of whom? Uh, I think, I think one of the Florida players got caught like with some chilled child shit. Oh, really? Yeah, I see you have the LSU sex scandal in there. Yes, but there was a Florida one there too. Um, wait a yeah, minute, right, right here, yes. Florida Isn't Gators. That... Yeah, one of their backup quarterbacks, their second string quarterback. Yeah, that was uh, so, that's somebody's kid, right? Yeah, Jalen Kitna. Yeah, it's John Kitna's kid. Yeah. Uh, arrest on two counts of distribution of child pornography. Oh, yeah. Tough, tough to come back from that one. Yeah, probably not uh, going to come back from that one. Which XFL soon. team is he going on? Um, Vegas. Let's go with that. Vegas. Yeah, right. <laughs> just, just diddle, baby. I also like seeing in the Fenway Bowl, Louisville wins it, and then the players were chanting "fuck Scott Satterfield." Wow, which is amazing. Wow. I always love seeing that. Oh, where was the other one? There was another one that was oh, yeah. East Carolina Coastal, I think, had like the largest quarter of just a like any a regular bowl game in the Birmingham Bowl. I think ECU came out and scored like 30 points in the third quarter by themselves. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. They won it 53 to 20. They won like uh, no, they they there's there were 10, 14, 14, and 50. Damn. <laughs> I thought it was a shit huge load. score. I thought it was a shitload more. I didn't realize were, the were, uh, I thought they were closer score. going into half. I thought they were closer going into half. No. And then Arkansas, Kansas, a triple overtime game that I live streamed, which was wow. very fun. Yeah. And if Arkansas didn't win that one, I was going to have to eat a, a can of cat food like live on stream. <laughs> I had a lot of writing in that one. That one was going to uh, be disgusting and gross and it thought i thought it was going to be a blowout because arkansas yeah, pulled away and then kansas, 
Kansas claws their way back in. I mean, force them to fourth triple quarter points, 18 fourth quarter points to tie it, force it into OT. It was awesome. I mean, that was insane. I think, uh, I think Maddie had bet like something on that and was going to lose. And then, like, I, 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 I he bet that... Arkansas minus, uh, like my, I think he bet Arkansas like minus four and a half. Or right, something. and he got fucked on it. That's what it was. Yeah. Once they go into, <laughs> once they go past double overtime, there's no chance you're winning. Kansas that. quarterback threw for 544 yards. And He's coming back two. too. Jeez, that's watch a stat. out. That's a fucking stat line, man. <laughs> Wasn't it? It was pretty funny seeing Texas get beat by Washington for some. That's reason. always great. <laughs> Again, Washington is another team that's like returning everybody. Oh yeah, Texas though they were without. I think they their top two running backs like Bijan and the backup didn't play, and a bunch of their DBs didn't play. That is true. Quinn was in there looking good though. For our weekly uh, Barstool Sports news that we (laughs) seem to always cover, that Maddie loves to cover. Right. uh, I did watch the Arizona Bowl. That was the Barstool Sports Arizona Bowl. Ohio winning it. So they had. Dave and Big Cat doing the commentary, doing like the the play by play and the analysis and everything. Okay, and they had some other guy doing it too. I'm down for one of these games a year. It was kind of entertaining just to have like regular people talking about the game. Well, while I mean, it's that's happening. the whole concept, I yeah. guess, of, of Barstool is like, hey, we're just the dudes. I I love that uh, that idea. I've always said I, I've always you know championed for alternative broadcast to these games. It doesn't just have to be what we've been fed all these years with just the straight, uh, Oh, here's the color guy. Here's the play-by-play guy. You know, let's just get some dudes watching it. I'm down for it. Like Manning cast is doing stuff like that. I'm down for it. Like once a year. Yeah. Or like maybe (laughs) if they do do one game a week, I'd be okay with that. I just probably wouldn't watch it every week. Right. Okay. So like it it was entertaining. So it's kind of a, it's, it's not necessarily great entertainment, but the novelty of it is enough. It was and like the fact that they so they they broadcast it on Barstool TV so they could like curse and do all the regular stuff and be sure. fine. Uh-huh. And that was kind of fun. They had fun with it. I liked it. But if it was like every week with that, it would get old fast. I'm surprised the NCAA would even allow that, to be honest. Um, well, they were all that. It was weird. They only broadcast on their own streaming platform. Oh, that was the only way you could watch this? You couldn't watch it on TV. You couldn't watch it on, like, any cable channel. You couldn't watch it anywhere except Barstool TV. But even with that, though, I feel like the NCAA would have (sighs) rules on how they're being represented. or Maybe they had, like, a share of curse words or whatever, because they were keeping it fairly clean for Barstool. (laughs) So it was just a few off-color words. And, like, obviously, like, you could tell that, like, they were gambling on it, and they made that very clear. Okay. And, like, the way they would talk about certain like ref calls oh boy it was very fun <laughs> very fun in that regard no it sounds like a blast i'm uh i'm i'm happy they were able to get away with it i also uh, don't understand how like ucla pit like that game was stupid but it was fun i'm always a fan of starting beef early because it was a very fun game uh-huh. and ucla's quarterback dorian thompson robinson started the game uh before the game headbutting a pit player wow which i'm always there for Right. Yeah. Bring it, dude. Now back it up. <laughs> back it up. Did you watch the Rose Bowl last night? I watched the Rose Bowl. I watched the Cotton Bowl. Did not watch the Citrus Bowl. Did you watch the Rely Quest Bowl? Which one was that? That was uh, Mississippi State, oh, Illinois. I caught a little of that one. I saw all the Mississippi State's helmets and I saw the flags that they were waving for 
Mike uh-huh. Leach. Yeah. That no, was that's, awesome. That's got to be sad too. I mean, more cool, I guess, but. I think it was like them showing the respect and everything. I loved it. It was really cool. I'm glad they won. Yeah. Yeah, I know. It's good. I mean, even though I usually like the Big Ten to uh, look good. I mean, whatever. Who cares? I mean, at this point, who cares? We we could have looked. We had yeah. we had our chance to look good. Hey, Penn State won. It only took Utah's quarterback getting knocked out of the game. <laughs> yeah. Sean Clifford made some plays, too. And the Rose Bowl is always a classic. I love the fucking Rose Bowl. It's I the do. best. It's usually, I'd say, year in and year out. Jim, you should come it's the out best next bowl. year and we should go to the Rose Bowl. We should go to the Rose Bowl. The I don't granddaddy know. Granddaddy of them all. It's weird that it wasn't on New Year's Day, though, right? It is weird. And uh, you know what? One thing, too, is I totally forgot. This is one of those screwy years where New Year's Day is Sunday. So all of a sudden it's all this NFL. I don't know. There's some, I, I feel weirder. Like there's something about bowl games that make me feel more festive than, you know, week 16, 17 uh, NFL games. Yes. And so, well, it especially, but it was nice to have a little bit leftovers on Monday, I guess. Cause it, it, I still had the day, a couple days off to go. Um, so yeah, it was fucking nice, but uh, it, it was weird. It is always weird. It was really weird. I like the bowl games at the, especially around New Year's, because it's kind of like the end of the college football season coincides yeah. with the end of the year. And right. I always like that. Yeah. And it's like, let's just, and it's like the bowl games are kind of a smorgasbord. Like, ah, fuck it. Let's just dump all this year into one thing and we'll have all these wacky matchups. And exactly. I'm tired of people asking for less bowl games and complaining that there's too many. That no, is a pet I... peeve of mine. I, you know, be, uh, at the beginning of this bowl season, I'm like, I didn't have a lot of high hopes because you, you, you are getting so many people that are leaving for the portal and leaving for the NFL that don't want to fuck with these games. Uh, I mean, for good reason, but we had some great bowl games. I mean, I never in a million years would have thought Tulane would have beat USC. I mean, classic Lincoln Riley special there. Uh, great offense, terrible defense. No, I've been saying it all yeah. year. They 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 had one of those years where they were like very similar to like how TCU was, where it's like you you like they could easily have lost like three four games uh, more than they did, and they would find wacky ways to win, and then they would get leads and blow them easily, and they just didn't look like a solid all around team. But their offense is fantastic. Caleb Williams is a awesome player he's amazing yeah he's so fun to watch but the fact that Tulane who I mainly know them from having a good basketball team every once in a while uh now has a fucking killer football team that they were pretty decent at football I'd say three years ago like two three years ago like 2019 they had a good season Uh uh-huh last year they were bad they won three games last year oh man but like it was so funny afterwards like on Twitter because everyone's like no, th- th- those are Big Ten losses. We don't. They're, they're Big Ten school now. We. we That's fine. Them. That's fine. <laughs> Between the uh, UCLA and USC losses, you ready to talk about the playoffs, Luke? Are you ready? I think so. I think it's time because they were both instant classics. Easily, two of the best playoffs we've had. Yeah, that's one of the problems too. Is now they are instant classics, so they'll be playing on like these, uh, you know, ESPN. Oh yeah, they'll be playing them all the time, non fucking stop. Michigan loses to TCU 51 to 45, baby. I dude, I, like there were, I, I like got hope 
and then dread and acceptance like four or five times during that game. It was like, okay, so we opened shitty, whatever, pick six. What was with that oh. Philly special in the first quarter? That was bad. I, the end zone, it was, it's weird. The red zone has been weird. I think it was bad for us in the beginning of the year. And then we got, we made some adjustments and we're able to punch it in. And then I think, I, I mean, I think they just overthought this too much. Like they really went away from the things that we did well. And, and we're, I, I, I don't know, like we were, it looked like we weren't prepared for their offense either. Um, a defense. I, I just don't know. It was, it was bad. And so much of it was self-inflicted that you're like, holy shit. If these two play, if we didn't do these plays, you know, you're just looking at numerous gaffes that are just like, we should be playing in the national championship against a very vulnerable Georgia team. Uh, but instead we're going to go home. We're going to see another picture of JJ McCarthy watching the celebration and getting motivation for next year. Um, and we're going to do it again. And now we're, now we're into Harbaugh watch 2023 as well. I think he stays. I mean, it's, I don't know. And you know, he's already claimed that he would be back, but I, I think he knows he at least has to be enthusiastic when he says something like that because he he lost a lot of recruits last year with the flirtation with the NFL. But I don't know. We'll we'll talk about that in a second. But like the the game itself though was infuriating. Um, Max I, Duggan's a dude. I'm gonna stand by that. No, he's awesome, man. I uh, mm-hmm. one of my buddies uh, openly admitted to me that he was gonna root for TCU because he's from Fort Worth, even though he went to Texas. Um, and I, I haven't spoke with him since he's wished me several, should. several happy, uh, Merry Christmas, New Year's will not fucking talk to me. He stood for me in my wedding. He's dead to me. As far as I'm concerned, that's right. Pat, you fucker, fuck Pat. fucker. Um, no, but, uh, I was, uh, I was proud of myself. I didn't destroy anything in Maddie's house. We were staying at, at oh, my sister's next to it. Um, I for sure would have. So that <laughs> I am proud of you as well. I was, but I'll tell you what the, um, yeah, I'm happy with where Michigan football is. I, I we got to just remember three years ago, we were two and four in that shitty, uh, pandemic season. And we, you know, in the last two years, we won a bunch of games, won two big 10 titles, beat Ohio state. We got to put things in perspective, Georgia, before they won that championship had been knocking on the door forever. Ever, yeah, you know, like it was always multiple like, coaches through two coaches. Yeah, it was always like this is going to be the year. This is going to be the year, and the, and they had games that they they probably should have won. They should have been champs at some point during this time. And and they, if you think about it, in like a couple of years with the expanded playoffs, Michigan's going to be in there all the time. Right. Exactly. Um. So if uh, we can keep Harbaugh, hopefully this will calm down again. Um. You guys need some receivers. We fucking do. Yeah, that's the thing with I with a lot of these teams. I'll tell you, these world class receivers bail these motherfuckers out all the time. All the time, like USC, uh, Ohio State. I mean, even Texas, uh, TCU. T- like Quinn Johnson TCU. is yeah. a fucking I, man. I can't believe that dude's going back. It's it's bonkers. He, he right. He's he's returning too, isn't he? I do not know. I'm gonna look it up. I I because I, I think there was a whole story about um you know, Dykes giving him a pitch to come back. And he's like, coach, I'm already, I'm already coming back. So, uh, but 
No, that guy was a stud. And we that would have been a turning point. We had Duggan reeling backwards, and then he just found Johnson on a uh, little underneath route there. And uh, boom, that was it. Lights out. And that was kind of it. Not saying anything definitive. Game was great, though. It was very it was. entertaining. It was. So How I don't. How nervous were you in the Peach Bowl that Ohio State was going to win? That was almost a worse feeling. That's like the fucking worst yes. because then you have your mortal enemy who should be dead that you vanquished that you, you slit their throat. You have relieved the world of their presence and yet they are somehow thrown into the infinity pool and reborn and back at it. And now they're looking bigger and better than ever. And they're like driving up and down the field and kicking George's ass off and up by two scores. And then you're like, oh my God, they beat the, because they, they were basically beating the shit out of Georgia at times in the game. They and, were. And you're like, fuck. I don't know. But the worst thing would be to play them and lose in the national championship. I think that would have been the worst because that, I think that would have been one A terrible, one B would seeing them play and win a national championship. Yes. Yes. Especially, um, yeah. I mean, the, the worst thing that I see, though, is that George, I mean, the, the thing that hurts, too, is like George is very vulnerable. They're not what they were last year. They're still a great team, but you feel like you have a chance. Yeah. And I, I actually think TCU has a chance in this game. Well, and, that's the thing um, that we were talking about all throughout this year is that there wasn't obviously there was teams that were on the top echelon of college football. But there's not the last like I'd say, especially the last three years. There's yeah. been one team that very much separates themselves from the pack. Last year, it was Georgia. Yeah. 2020, Alabama very much separated themselves. From 2019, LSU was leaps and bounds above everybody. Yeah. And we didn't have that this year. Everybody at the top seemed really close. Like, if USC would have made it to the college football playoffs, I bet they, I bet it would have been a really close game. I, I agree. I agree. And like, even though Alabama turned it on and beat the shit out of K-State, most of the year that Alabama offensive and defensive line didn't look anything special. I just think sometimes when Bryce Young actually turns it on and is in his zone, he's the best player in the country. I, he's, I he's, agree. He's he's the only quarterback I think is – he's if I was drafting somebody, I, I like him a lot. I'll put it that way. I just think he just can do things um, that the other guys can't do. Um, and CJ Stroud, I don't know because he's like, he's just sitting back there most of the time. You can't, I, I don't know, man. The track record of Ohio state quarterbacks yeah. is speaks for itself. Absolutely. And, um, Justin Fields doesn't seem to be proving, I mean, he oh, can run, he can run, <laughs> he can definitely fucking run, but, um, you know, I know he's got a piss poor team, so maybe he gets another year or two to change minds. But when you're throwing for like 75 yards and. I feel like if he would have gone to like the bills or some team that was competent, he'd be like a Lamar Jackson type. Sure. I mean, well, yeah, if you get, yeah. Any team that has a really great supporting cast. I mean, look at Brock Purdy, you know, he's doing well now. If you do, if not much is asked of you, if everybody else is making plays and you just have to make sure the system is um, moving, then it's much easier than trying to beat a team where, you know, you're down by a couple scores and now you got to pass your way back into the game and uh, make some dynamic plays. So 
Oh, we'll give him another time. But anyway, that's yeah. him fucking Bennett, dude. He just keeps doing it. I, it, it is amazing, though. I were like, uh, you know, Maddie and I were watching the game. And we were like, this guy doesn't even look like a quarterback. You know, he looks that curly hair is super annoying. Yeah. And uh, he sometimes he just looks lost. I don't know. He's got this weird look on his face that makes it look like he's lost. But I guess that's maybe it's just his focus look. Well, I was talking with Chase about it. He looks like um, he looks like a no, I was talking with my buddy. We were we were getting high in the garage while we were watching this game, and he was saying Stetson Bennett looks like a twenty eight year old, twelve year old. <laughs> like he he's uncanny valley for how he doesn't look his age. Right. Yeah. How old is he? He's got to be like twenty five or something. Right? He's the same <laughs> age as Joe Burrow. So he's like twenty four. Stetson Bennett is twenty five. Yep. 25 years old. 25, baby. You think he'll be in the XFL? I think he, I, I bet he's on like a backup role in the NFL for a little bit, at least for you a little bit. Uh, you think he'll actually make a roster? I think he might make a practice squad. Yeah. Like those, those long-term guys, like AJ McCarron did it for Alabama. I don't think Stetson Bennett's any worse than AJ McCarron. Nah. Uh, so if he could do it, AJ McCarron played like actual snaps in an NFL game, like a couple. Yeah. I think I think Bennett could be a serviceable backup. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, he seems to be a great leader. It can't be a bad clubhouse guy. So no, he seems to be like a great him. locker room guy. All right. Uh, the line, by the way, the line, by the way, is what is it's, it? It's, it's it's down. It opened at 13 and a half. It's down I've, to 12 and a half. Oh, she is getting some money. TC now. is getting some money there. What do you what do you think? What do you think happens in this game? If it's close, I think TCU wins. Mm hmm. If Georgia wins, it's going to be like at least 10 to 20 points. I could see that. Um, TCU just has, I, I know I'm a gambler. I'm not supposed to use my head. TCU has those fucking vibes. They have that weird juju yeah. where they win games that they shouldn't win time and time again. They're like a team of destiny, man. Well, it's like they, the thing is they just don't fucking quit. They don't. And you know, it's, it was weird seeing Michigan in that role because Michigan, of course, has not been behind much this year. I mean, at least significantly, but they just kept coming too. And I was really shocked and kind of proud to see that, even though they were uh, eventually going to lose. But, but if you have a team that doesn't quit and you have uh, a team like Georgia that not super used, used to coming from winning, behind, yeah, they're used to winning. It's it's kind of a thing. I, I, I predict this to be actually closer, much closer game than, uh, you know, 13, tw uh, 12 points or whatever. TCU predicting. has battled back in like every single game this year. They yeah. are tested. And they, they got some players and speed too. So they were a play from going undefeated. Yeah. So look at it that way. You know, I, I mean, you, you forget that, that they were, they, they basically were one play away from having being completely undefeated and then it's like okay so what's the difference now don't so. forget the day before though fcs championship north dakota state south dakota state oh who you got i don't know man south dakota state's been really good all year but five the, the spread is five i feel Which like i one got are the jackrabbits that's south dakota state north dakota state or the bison oh the bison okay jackrabbits versus bison wow I think North, I think South Dakota State wins it, but I think North Dakota State keeps it close. I'm gonna take the plus five. All right, it's my gambling pick. Gambling tick goblin pick of the week. Ooh. 
Titty gobbles. How was your New Year's, by the way? Did you do anything? I got high as fuck. <laughs> made a Casey's run, got a whole bunch of munchies, then made a different convenience store run because they didn't have the pizza Pringles at pizza. Casey's. Oh my god. So what's Casey's? It's a it's a regional convenience store in like the, the plains area. So like Iowa, Nebraska, Kansas, Colorado. Oh no shit. Okay. Yeah, they so got, you just got high. Were you hanging out with people or what? Yeah, I'm, I, one of my buddies over. Um, we just got high as fuck. Just me and one other guy just getting high as fuck <laughs> in the garage. And what did you? What were you watching on New Year's Eve? So we watched obviously. Oh, the you football. got. I forgot you're in a different time zone. So those games went late for you. Yeah, we watched the the football game and then we watched Moonfall. I Moonfall is a uh, great a high pleasure movie. Of mine. Great high I, movie. Okay, so it's one of those movies that looks so fucking stupid. It is and, stupid. In like, you know, you and I have both been in L.A. aspiring filmmakers, and it's like it makes you you see the trailer and you get so mad, like this piece of shit is getting made. And then I watched it. I'm like, I kind of like it a lot more than I thought I was going to. I liked how dumb it was. A lot of the car chase scenes were very, very stupid. Oh, yeah. And I was was laughing my ass off. They were like jumping from exploded concrete. Exactly. Slab to exploded concrete slab. So Avoiding funny. these like rampaging truckers. Yeah. <laughs> very stupid. Very fun movie. Can't recommend enough. I can't wait to see Plane. See you what? See, you see the trailer for Plane? What's Plane? Oh my God, dude. What is Plane? It's coming out next year. Coming out, I forget when next year. This month. It comes out this month. Gerard Butler. They're like oh, they crash. Say no more. <laughs> they they crash. Okay, let me see. Here's here's the synopsis for you right now. Yeah. Pilot Brody Torrance saves passengers from a lightning strike by making risky landing on a war torn island, only to find that surviving the landing was just the beginning. Mm. When dangerous rebels take most of the passengers hostage, the only person Torrance can count on for help is Louis Gaspare, who's uh, accused murderer, who's being transported by the FBI. Oh. So this is like Con Air. So it's kind of like no, they crash the plane right away. So it's it's about them rescuing the passengers from these rebels on this right. It's kind of like a reverse Con Air. There's a, a convict bit. in the air. Now, There's I one convict Gerard in the Butler. air, and then he has uh, to Gerard, help. Gerard Butler is insanely underrated. He is uh, he's gross. He's always like eating something in in his movies. A he lot. is a lot, and, and he's like. He's like I call him an action dad. Yeah, he's always like got to save his family or something, and he's like, "All right, um, yeah, I'm gonna do it." And then he's like a tech whiz, and a, he's in all of those he's like, like he's white house man of too. action. And then like he'll stab a dude in the neck. He doesn't give a shit. He'll do whatever it takes to win. He's in he's in all those like Olympus has fallen movies. Yes, those are fantastic. Those are yeah. Oh, those are yeah. That's. I think that was when I saw one of my first throat stabs was in the original one, um, Olympus has fallen. And uh, yeah, it was just brutal. And then he's, he does that one with um, ice cubes kid. Uh, what the fuck was that? It's like a heist movie. Uh, I forget the fucking name of it, but th- basically they're all kind of one movie, just different agendas, but yes. uh, Gerard Butler kicking a lot of fucking ass. So that comes out this month, I believe, January. Okay. And then the other movie I'm looking forward to early this year is Cocaine Bear. 
Oh, that's the one about the bear that snorts co- get, get like a cocaine, like a plane carrying cocaine. Like a whole bunch. Of, yeah. Yeah. The bear yeah, gets into it. Coke bear gets into it. Yeah. No, that I, re- I remember reading that story. I'm like, fun oh, fact, God, something cocaine bear. Yes. Ray Liotta's last film. Wow. So Ray Liotta's in this movie. It's his last film appearance. Known for Cocaine Bear, it's actually actually has a weird cast. Has a pretty decent cast. It's got the the wildly guy from like Game of Thrones. Okay, Jesse Tyler Ferguson. It's directed by Elizabeth Banks, right? Yeah, and there's some other people in there that I saw. Jesse Tyler Ferguson, Uh, O'Shea Jackson. That's Ice Cube's kid. Yep, it's got Ice Cube's kid in it. To tie it all together. Right. O'Shea Jackson. Ice Cube Jr. Uh, there's a there's a Brandon Cronenberg movie I want to see. Infinity Pool. which <clears throat> I think Skarsgård's in it. I like. I like it Alexander. already. Um, it's just creepy. The guy, if you like David Cronenberg, his dad. I seem to find his movies also. Like Brandon's are, are good um, picking up points for those uh, David Cronenberg type films well runs in the family but he's definitely got his own voice as well so that's cool all right nfl what's going on jimmy what happened uh, what's happening nfl playoffs i guess we are for certain teams i just feel like it's inevitable that the packers are probably going to make the playoffs you think they're going to beat my lions i think so i think i think that that streak of packers under uh frenchy they haven't lost in December. They have not lost in December. Really? It's not December anymore, though. So yeah. That's so last year. I, st- I still think they do. I think they're just on a war path to the playoffs. Well, we'll see. I think um I think it's gonna be a good game, though. I feel like if the Lions do win this, here's the problem. If the Lions win this game, they still need Seattle to lose, I believe, to make the playoffs. And the Seattle's got like the Rams, play? which is terrible. They do have the Rams. But if the Lions could actually pull this one out, it would be sort of a monumental franchise moment, I feel. You guys beat the Packers this year already, right? Yeah. Uh, Not the prettiest of games, um, but they did. Uh, We'll see. Um, But yeah, this is the kind of shit they they need to win if they ever want to actually be a real fucking team, so... I think the Lions very well could. I think the Packers do win it. I think they're on their way to the playoffs. I think, weirdly enough, the NFC South is still. I think it's it's weirdly between the Bucks and the Saints. Yeah. I don't see how the Bucks <laughs> fuck this up. Tom Brady doesn't want to go to the playoffs. I know I he does. They play the Falcons though, and I feel like if they win, they're in. Well, let's see. Let's what let's, you gonna do the playoff calculator? Um, I. Okay, here we go. AFC. Because right now, CBS has the Bucks in there. Huh. All right. Oh, maybe they aren't. I don't know. They're not locked in. They're not locked in, but they're in. Like that. So why is? Nope, they've clinched it already. So they 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 win their division. So Tampa Bay is going to the playoffs. Okay. So right. San Francisco wins their division. Minnesota wins their division. The Eagles, uh, I think, I'm, the Jaguars, uh, Titans, no. basically winner of that game goes. Yes. Nope. 
That's why I think a lot of players for those teams sat there, uh, sat some of their best players last week. I also, I feel at this point, the Dolphins aren't going to make the playoffs. I'm going to be very upset. Yeah, what a weird season because they started out so good. Streaks. The like, Dolphins had the fucking streaky all year. They yeah. had great start, terrible middle, great like last little like quarter, and then, then they've just been a huge disappointment. Yeah, agreed. It's um, it's just tough, man. When you see what has happened with Tua, it uh, sucks. And I what, still feel like I don't know. Tua yeah. is a an all right quarterback. He's fine. Yeah, you think if if the team's good enough, he can he can get him there, right? Our offensive line still needs work. Uh huh. But like, ah, I kind of want a quarterback. <laughs> Real okay. So would you would you support it, taking Tom Brady for one year? One year, God, I'd hate it. God, I would hate it. <laughs> I don't know. This Tom Brady, if he's on a win, uh, maybe with the Lions, with sorry, with the, the Dolphins and McDaniel. I would go from the biggest Brady hater on this show to the biggest Brady dick sucker for like a year. <laughs> and then if he won you a, a chip. Oh, yeah. Do not it would be everything forever. Everything would be erased. <laughs> All I would years. I would hate it. I would hate all it. the years of turmoil. And I would hate myself for for embracing it, but I would do it. You'd feel nasty, but you'd accept it. Yeah. So the be a Miami bit of a Dolphins, paradigm shift for you. I guess they're still technically alive, but I'm pretty sure they need the Patriots to lose. Right. But I because they like they split. So obviously we have to beat the Jets next week. Yeah. That goes without saying. But I think we also need the Patriots to lose. And they play the Bills. Which I don't even know what the situation is, because I don't know if that Bills-Bengals game is just postponed or canceled entirely. Yeah, it's it sucks that it actually is going to mean something, too, because it'd be nice just to go, okay, fuck it, we're not doing this. Um, but it... It's there's a lot of play implications as far as the, uh, the number one seed, yeah, right. So um, I don't know, but I guess they're gonna let us know whenever they make it. But they're they're not gonna <clears> let us know <throat> anything this week. Um, and who knows if if we'll have any interruptions to games this week as well. I uh, well, the thing the only one that I can see being interrupted are the Bills and Bengals games, right? Specifically, really the Bills. I don't. The, uh, maybe it's a situation where they, they play the games this week. And if need be, if they still need to, they play mm-hmm. that extra game. Yeah, yeah, I guess. But then there's, when are you going to fit that in? So when is, so you have the playoffs start January 14th. God damn. They start like right away. Yeah. That's the problem. Well, and neither of these, te- neither of these teams would be playing in the wild card. Well, right. Okay. Only one team gets the week off, right? That's true. Damn. So whoever that basically, if the chiefs win, isn't that, uh, won't they get the number one slot? I guess. Let's see. Cincinnati can clinch their still hasn't clinched their division, by the way. (laughs) Really? Yeah. I think it's between them and the Ravens. Uh, I'm trying to read. I don't see any. 
one seed situations. Oh yeah. I think the Ravens are having the most boring year. They're having a very under the radar year. It doesn't help that Lamar's hurt for the, like the last two or three weeks. Is is he done for the season or what? I, don't I think he might be back for postseason. Okay, but he hasn't played for like the last two weeks. Yeah, well, they've still got to ten wins here. So, oh, it really is going to become down to Detroit and Green Bay. Yeah, that's it. But that that's the shitty part, though. Is yeah, that if the, even if the Lions win, they get they need Seattle to lose. Yeah, so we need we're ahead of Pittsburgh, but we need to beat the Jets, and then we need probably need New England to lose yeah. to the Bills, and then my Dolphins are in. Pittsburgh probably gets eliminated this week. Who are they playing? They're playing the Browns, actually. So miraculously if the Steelers win and the Dolphins and Patriots both lose and the Steelers are in. Hmm. <laughs> okay. No one wants that. Do they? I don't I mean, think so, but also it's kind of wild that Mike Tomlin's still not going to have a losing year. Yeah. I mean, the guy just keeps coming, dude. <laughs> He's, kudos to him. Like if they beat the Cleveland Browns, then that's another non-losing year. Wow. Well, that that organization has only had like three head coaches, right? Like something like that. It's bananas. <laughs> yeah, it's I'm, insane. I'm intrigued by the Chargers. This is the yeah. first time that they've made it with uh, Herbert. Mm-hmm. I think they could do some damage. They can have some fun. Well, I think when you know when you have a guy like Herbert, anything's possible. Exactly. Um, just a mat, you know, you need your defense to show up, though. Um, but yeah, it'll be exciting because I want, you know, when 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 he started doing well his rookie season, everybody's looking forward to these play these kind of playoff matches matchups happening. So um, it'll be really intriguing because right now the CBS website has it as the Chargers versus the Jags. Oh wow, nice! The Bengals versus the Ravens. I feel like the Bengals would roll, mm. and then the the Patriots versus the Bills. Yikes. <laughs> So like a double, a double feature. The Patriots and Bills play, would play each other back to back. What? No. Because they play each other the last week. Yeah, but if the Bills win that game, aren't the Patriots out? If the Dolphins win. Oh, right. Okay. Like the Dolphins and Steelers would both have to win. Gotcha. If if all three of them lose, then the Patriots are in. All right. Gotcha. And then the NFC, they got the Cowboys versus the Bucks. Yeah. The Giants versus the Vikings. This the Giants can still make the playoffs, by the way. Which I think is, the Giants are already Giants are already in. They are in. Sorry. Yeah. I apologize. They're locked in. <laughs> and then the Seahawks versus the 49ers. So if you guys get in, you're probably playing the 49ers. All right. That's the one that's like the only matchup I don't feel good about. Like I feel like we have a chance on almost any other of, of those teams. Um, but I feel the I 49ers are just too, too tough. They're just so like, they just don't make mistakes. Yeah. They They're don't like, make mistakes and they got weapons that can blow the game open anytime. Um, and they got a great defense too. So damn right. It's what you don't want to be facing in them playoffs. You know what I'm saying? You're damn right. Anyways, I glossed over this, but yeah, we got to get back to this LSU sex scandal. Oh, <laughs> bad transition but Ooh. i have to talk about it 
the did sex you, controversy. Did, yeah, this is. I actually know nothing about this. So, so there. Uh, who's their receiver? Keishon Butte. Um, he is like their stud receiver this year, and apparently, according to Sports Skeeda, whatever the fuck this is. Uh, Keishon Butte is one of LSU's top stars and was one of the best wide receivers in college football, who's apparently declared for the draft after he had already said he was going to return um, the month prior. So one theory that's been floated by fans is that uh, of his supposed involvement in a sex scandal that started with a post on Instagram, the post alleged there was a sex party during LSU's visit in Atlanta prior to the SEC championship game last month. Butte was named along with at least five individuals supposedly in attendance at the party. Other alleged persons included members of the Tigers coaching staff and their recruiting department. <clears throat> the message asserts that Butte was dismissed by the team. And uh, so he was also marked unavailable for the citrus bowl and when brian kelly was asked about that he said uh unavailable as you know means i can't speak of some of the reasons behind it or i would have been more specific so also um we're seeing the resignation of destiny wilson who is the on-campus recruiting coordinator and that happened um on december 8th so three days after Boutet had initially announced he was staying at lsu uh, the school had her information on the website and her Twitter account is sent to private now. Um, so I don't know. This is a, this is a big mess. <laughs> it's very messy. Is yeah. LSU football and their staff just having wild sex parties? Right. You think Brian Kelly is like in a leather thong, like conducting these things? He's got like a choreograph. He's got one of them spiked paddles from Animal House. Yeah, Boutte, get over there. Go kiss that girl's shoulder. Yeah, Boutte. Like, I like to watch. Yeah. He's just doing a very bad Southern accent the whole time. But yeah, he turns, he does his... See, Ed Orgeron would have been great at a Oh, he would have been fantastic. I, you think they weren't doing sex parties with Eddie O there? I think he prompted... I, no, I think, I think that was a mandatory thing. He divorced his wife like right after they won the national championship. Of course, they were having sex parties. Now, it's just a tradition there. Outsiders don't understand. But no, sex parties and gumbo. I mean, isn't that why you get into sports for sex parties? Come on. That's why that's why I get into sports. It's like blaming all these rock stars for having sex parties. It's like, no, this is what they do. This is why they train and get hit. This is hard. why you do these things. You sacrifice your uh life and limb in this game. And guess what? Sex party is your reward, pal. Damn right. That's your reward. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, so Donovan Mitchell picked about the worst night to have 71 points in a, an NBA game. Yeah, I saw I was night. I was going through Twitter. And I saw <laughs> I would see like that popped up throughout. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, holy shit, that's actually crazy. So that's like the most since Kobe Bryant scored, um, I think, 80. like 80 against the yeah. Raptors eons ago. Uh, Donovan Mitchell, who is just tearing shit up he's been great ever since he got into the league um and now plays for cleveland of all places and then is leading them to a great record so far this year but uh congratulations someone who didn't have a good night on new year's was dana white uh, no no he did not got got caught on some video slapping his wife 
Apparently she, she hit him first. Oh, she's clocked him first. Yeah. I mean, and uh, he did an open hand slap. So it wasn't like a punch. I don't know why I'm trying to uh, mitigate this, but <laughs> it's. <laughs> I think sometimes things are just so drunk and stupid that we just have to go. Yeah, you know, there's I don't no know. good parties involved with this. No, no, no. Like it's it's just sort of like. His wife clocked him. He instinctively clocked her back, even though he definitely shouldn't have done that. But uh, nobody sustained serious damage. Let's put it that way. Um, I don't know. What do you think, Jim? Uh, nothing he- will come from this. <laughs> Yeah. nothing will come. Okay. yeah nothing what's he gonna do punish himself yeah like, like he runs the whole fucking organization he he like, owns everything yeah and he's already come out going this was terrible i'm so sorry um like yeah like i, I don't think espn's gonna make him step down no no i mean he's there it's like and this looked nothing like the joe mixon video either <laughs> oh, uh, no. for the record uh his wife uh was still standing at the end of it and did not drop like a sack of potatoes. Is that how we're doing it? Is that how we're going <laughs> to? As long yeah, it's, as, as, long as they're the standing. Joe, the Joe, it's called the Joe Mixon threshold. Yes. And uh, if you cross that threshold, then it's it turns from something, um, it turns from like a bad decision into like malicious intent. To- and then <laughs> we And then we have to multiply that threshold or divide that threshold by how good are you at your chosen sport? Right. I mean, Dana White is not even an athlete. Uh, He's a big man, though, who did used to box. Um, but it doesn't meet that. the threshold because it does not. She, meet she, the was, she was still standing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, boy. Let's skip through this. Yeah. <laughs> In other news, uh, Great XFL news, though, Jim. Do you want to? Uh, the supplemental it? draft is done, people. The biggest name has now been selected to the Seattle Sea Dragons. Josh Gordon saw him saw his name popping out. Yeah, are you excited? I'm excited. So I'm going. You through think every he'll play team. one game for them? I bet he does. So he's okay. been playing in fan controlled football for the last couple of years. Has he really? Yeah. So okay. he's been playing. I didn't even know been, that. I did. He's been playing in like fan controlled football for a few years. Um, I bet he plays. I bet he plays the whole season. You think if he, uh, you think if he plays well, he'll be back in the NFL next year? I bet. I mean, he what can... is he? He's like thirty-five though now, or something. How he? old is he? How old is this man? Josh Gordon is thirty-one. Thirty-one. I feel like you you can still have a few good years. You know, I mean, but I, I, is, he is, might. I don't know. Career's been so wacky. I guess I guess I'm just hoping for hopes that he could try to use this as like a springboard. But he has to have a really good season and he's on the team to do it because I think Seattle might have the best offense. Who's uh, who else is on their offense? Well, the main thing for me is that June Jones is the oh, OC. Yeah. He's the okay. OC. So right. that's the that's the big factor for me is that he's so good at getting the best out of these offensive players. Uh-huh. So they got Ben DiNucci as the probable starting quarterback. They got the Nooch. And then former Michigan State quarterback, Brian Lewerke. Oh, Lewerks. And Colorado quarterback, Stevie Montez. Stevie Montez. It's like a good pop singer name, like an 80s pop singer. You never know. Sometimes some like it's some no name player that pops out. Sometimes these these big stud guys with the big names, they, they do their job and they're. When it is works. XFL starting this year? 
It starts the weekend after the Super Bowl. Are you excited? Because that's, I mean, that's only a couple months away. I know. I'm very excited. Um, yeah. the, the, I'm a little worried because they still haven't announced a stadium for the Vegas team. <laughs> still don't have a stadium announced. You think it's going to be a converted Little League field? Actually, similar to that, I think it's probably going to be the high school there. Oh, boy. Bishop Gorman High School. It's a big high school. So oh, I like, bet. Yeah, Bishop Gorman's like one of the top programs in the country. Yeah, it's, so. it's got like a 5,000 whatever stadium. I mean, how fun would that be to go there and get drunk and watch all these people you like, like loved in college that are, can't be in the like uh, NFL right now, but you still want to watch them, you know, like I think they'd be a good afternoon. And I think if it's a 5,000, whatever, if it's like that small of a stadium, it's going to get packed. Sure. Like that I, one will actually fill up. Well, think about it. It's like people are going to be in Vegas anyways. And it's like, ah, what am I going to do today? Let's go to that football game and go see. Uh, It'd be see. awesome if they could play at Allegiant, but I think that's too expensive, especially for year one. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. But Allegiant would, I mean, they would be, be happy sick. to uh, lease them out some time, I'm sure. Because Raiders uh, are not going to need it. So. Exactly. Um. And what are you looking forward to in, in year one with the XFL? Well, I'm looking forward to going to a couple games first off, and then and you're going to go to Vegas, right? I'm gonna once they announce it. Yeah, I'm either going to go to Vegas or I'm going to try. If Vegas doesn't announce, if they do, the one thing I really don't want them to do, which they might, is they might just have the Vegas team also play in Arlington, so they'll have two teams playing in like Dallas. Oh, that would suck. I would hate that. Yeah. Otherwise, maybe I would go to like St. Louis if that's the case for a game. Okay. And then how far maybe, is that from you? I'd fly. I, I I wouldn't fuck around with driving. It's yeah. it's like an eight nine it's like a ten hour drive, maybe, and then it's oh. like a whatever flight. Yeah. It, either do that or I would try and go to uh I might try and go to like an Arlington game or something, go to Dallas. Yeah. Um, Dallas is an easy flight for me. So I'm super excited for that. I'm excited to to watch a full season of XFL. Yeah, it'll be interesting uh, to see what 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 does um, the league need to achieve to make it a successful year. So the, a lot of the ways we judge these leagues, like the way we judge the USFL, is different than the way I'm going to judge the XFL. So the mm-hmm. USFL, they were only playing in one stadium, so we were really just judging them off the TV numbers. Yeah, the XFL will have to be a combination of that and in-person attendance because they're charging like actual ticket prices. They're charging like 50 bucks a ticket. Oh, Jesus. I, I don't know what they'll be like for just those are. I think it's like 100 or 150 for like season tickets. So they might just be like 20, 30 dollar tickets or whatever day okay. of who knows. All right. But in 2020, they were charging like 40 bucks. That, that oh, was no the shit. average price. OK. And they were selling tickets. They were selling like I think yeah. the the least packed was LA and they were still selling like 10,000. Mm. 10 12,000. So I want to see crowd size, I want to see consistency. You always see a drop after week 1. I don't want it to be a big drop and then also unlike the USFL, the XFL is actually having to compete with like March Madness for part of the season. Oh, that's right. So how are they going to do during that? How are they going to do during like when the the postseason gets here and the playoffs and the championship gets here that's getting into like maybe nba playoffs maybe not i don't remember uh nba is usually like june 
So it'll be it'll be before that then. So it'll be it's like right before the match. So like when the XFL is getting at its most exciting near the end of the season, there's nothing going on, which is nice. Yeah. The first I say like week three is gonna be in March. Okay. So like the middle of the season is gonna be tough. But also they're gonna be on ESPN, they're gonna be on like bigger networks. They're not gonna be they're not gonna have games relegated to like Peacock. So gotcha. I want to see how the TV numbers work out. I want to see how the crowd numbers worked out. And I want just like a full season. Who are we, we getting can... for who are we getting for announcers? Are there any like wildcat announcers? Do you know? I don't know. They had so in 2020, they 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 got like a, they'll probably have some like up and coming ESPN guys that they put on like some of the bowl games or whatever. Yeah. So when they had it mixed between Fox and ESPN last time, it was they had like Greg Olson doing the Fox stuff. Yeah. So I want I bet they get some like college announcers to do the XFL games for ESPN. Okay. I bet yeah. I bet they get some like decent college people. I would I see I would like I would like some more like we were talking about like the bar school doing the alternative type you of said, yeah. why not I if wish could, we could get some other like personality types. They had it know. in 2020 for a week, but I don't think they were paying them enough. They had McAfee. Okay. For like one game. Right. And it was awesome. He was a sideline interviewer. Okay. And yeah. It was fantastic. No, but I mean, I don't think they had the money for him, like for what he was asking. So well, he at was this only point, it's week. like anything he does outside of his show is just charity. I don't know who can compete with, you know, exactly $30 million dollars he's making. How much is he making? Like 50, it's 30, insane. 50 million. It's, it's, it's bananas. But I believe from everything I know, they're keeping the sort of format where the, I don't know if they're going to be doing. So what they did is they would have, the coaches mic'd up so you could hear the play calls going in. Mm-hmm. So you'd be able to hear some of the, the announcers and whatnot, like saying, Oh, this call means it's this play. And they would go behind the logic of doing it there, which is kind of cool. I think at the very least they're keeping the sideline interviews so that right when something happens, they're going to go and interview a player. Okay. <laughs> Love that. Love that. I don't know. I kind of feel like that's a fourth wall. Like sometimes I don't, I, it's it very, was, it was very entertaining. Yeah. Okay. They, like a player would score a touchdown immediate interview. He's like right. jacked up super hype <laughs> or they had it one game where a player, one of the quarterbacks throws a pick six immediate interview, immediate <laughs> interview. Okay. That's theater too. I will definitely they did that. The- they had, I think they're going to keep the halftime. Like they 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 bring cameras into the each locker room for the halftime, so you can kind of see like some halftime speeches and whatnot. Yeah, from the coaches. Right. And I really I I know they're not sponsored by Bud Light Seltzer, but I hope they do some like cool post game stuff. To uh-huh. I don't maybe with Zoa, maybe with some other sponsor, but they were doing like Bud Light Seltzer celebrations where the winning team would get like a whole crate of Bud Light Seltzer brought in, and they would like chug them and pour them everywhere. Oh yeah. <laughs> so I don't know I. I don't want a super serious atmosphere. I felt 2020 walked a really good line of being like, we are, it's, it is actual, it's real football. It's legitimate. It's entertaining, but also we're not taking, we're having fun. We're joking around. I want that atmosphere to be like fun. Yeah, I, I agree. I think it's, I mean, cause it's stupid. You're not going to be, you're not going to beat the NFL. Don't try like, to be like the NFL. Don't with, try to be anything like the NFL. No, you, you can't compete. It's, doing a head on straight product like that, that that's been taken already. So you gotta, you gotta be creative. So yeah, these, these types of ideas are 
what is going to make it a worthwhile production for people. And for both leagues, for the XFL and USFL, I want just more than anything, I want an identity for each league. I still feel like the USFL hasn't found a full identity to latch on to. Well, do you, I mean, don't, don't you kind of feel like it's inevitable if we get a few seasons deep with these leagues that they have to merge at some point? Maybe. I think there's a lot of players. We'll have, I think this year will be very telling. This is the first year we'll have both of them actually going on at the same time. Uh-huh. So we'll see if there's any burnout from one to the other. Right. Because it'll be football. It'll be spring football from February all the way. The XFL won't end till like 4th of July weekend. And when is when does the USFL end? No, I'm saying the USFL doesn't end till oh. like 4th of July. XFL will end in April. I think they might have like one or two week overlap. Will, will there be players like go from the XFL into the USFL? I don't think so. I think they're signing contracts that don't allow it, especially within the year. We had players from the USFL already join the XFL. I think we had about 12 USFL players that are now on XFL rosters. Gotcha. Yeah. The real hit, the real ticker is if, if they both work and they start paying decent, do we start seeing American players leave the CFL in droves? Oh, that's interesting. How is the CFL stack up now compared to those two leagues as far as paying paying so the xfl right now out of those three for starting salary is the highest oh wow okay for starting especially like maybe the cfl pays a little bit more but also you're factoring in a currency difference because you're getting paid in canadian dollars the cfl when is their season their season starts in they do like a three-week preseason in the late may their season starts in june goes till november so you could conceivably, if they didn't have exclusive contracts, I don't understand why they ha- feel they have to have these exclusive contracts. I, maybe you could, you might be able to play them both. Why not all three? You know, like, well, the USFL and CFL overlap like the like the last six weeks of the USFL overlap because like all oh really the USF, that much the yeah, USFL okay. goes through all of June and the CFL starts like the second week of June. Okay, gotcha. So. The XFL theoretically could. Uh-huh. But I think what a lot of these players want is like they want to do with these leagues and then go to the NFL if they can. Right. But also, you, okay, here's the way I look at it is like you're just a journeyman at this point. You are hoping for a break, but if you're not called upon, then you still get a paycheck. Go, yeah. Go find a way to make more money. Um, the XFL does have a partnership with Indoor Football League, the Arena League, where their players can like go back and forth really okay. regardless. So you can still be making some money. What is the state of the arena league now? I well, I IFL is like back in the day. IFL's still going. Oh, is that it, it, so it's, in, the, it's the indoor in, football league? So the arena football league is no longer that's okay. done. <laughs> it's IFL, the indoor <laughs> football league. Those were so much fun. That was they're very entertaining. We used to have shit. one like we used to have one like 45 minutes away from me. What town was it? Grand Island. Grand, yeah, we had one in Grand Rapids. It was Michigan. the Nebraska Danger. Oh, yeah, we had the Grand Rapids Rampage. Now so we the closest fun. one I have is we have the Omaha beef. <laughs> but like the XFL is a partnership with that. And you're like you're getting paid minimum, I think it's like fifty-seven thousand. Okay. It's good. Plus it- win bonuses, plus other things. Da, 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 da. It's more than I make. Because it's fifty-seven, I think it's fifty-seven thousand plus a one thousand dollar win bonus. So every win you get a thousand dollars. And then obviously you get like an extra bonus for winning your playoff game and then winning the championship. Huh. 
All right. Well, it's I like these guys. I like that they get the chance, you know, to either make it to the NFL or at least just make a little more scratch doing what they love and doing what they've been trained to do. So I'm excited I'm all for it. I'm all for it. All right. Anything else uh, you want to talk about today, Jimmy? Anything that we missed? Anything on your mind? I'm going to reiterate that pizza Pringles are the best Pringles. Really? Yes. Hands down. Aren't those just combos? No. No. Pizza Pringles. I've never had a pizza Pringle. What? You're saying it's better than the sour cream and chive? Uh, it's close. Why don't you just eat combos? Those are like just a I pizza like combos. I do like combos. And a pretzel. Sometimes I just want a chip. Uh, isn't there any other pizza chip out there? I mean, besides combos and pizza Pringles, I don't know of any. Mm. I don't know. Today we're talking pizza chips, folks. Call in. Next episode, when Maddie comes back, we're going to have an exclusive hour on uh, pizza-flavored chips. Oh, yeah. Won't you tune in? Anyways, all right, guys, I think that's going to do it for us. Thank you for sticking with us today. I know it's uh, uh, heavy on the hearts of a lot of people, but keep your uh, optimism going forward as we still have yet to receive any real news. Um, but, uh, all right. Thank you guys so much for tuning in and we'll see you guys next week for another edition of the sports hole. Uh, bye. <laughs>